Phillips file for a uh, Friday. Pat Clark handles sports over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2. Every Friday, we talk with Patrick as he gets ready for the holidays. For th- Well, he's not a Thanksgiving type of guy. Hello, Pat Clark. James, is it too early to put up a Christmas tree? No. Yes. No, I don't know. Some people put it up right Next after week. Thanksgiving, Friday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't. I, we... Wait, you have it up already? What's the story? Well, <laughs> I, I have two trees. Yeah. And I, I put one up out uh, at the Clark Bar, and I did I did put it up today, and I felt a little bit funny about it because I'd never done that before. But I had the time, and I'm thinking things are going to get busy, Yeah. so let's just do it now. Did you decorate so, the whole thing and got the lights going and everything? No. Oh. No. And, but, you know, when I, 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 won't, I won't decorate the out one except for the lights, and the lights are already on it. Mm-hmm. The, the one, my indoor tree has the lights already on it. Yeah. And I pretty much just, you know, sneeze the other decorations on there. You know, I just. Kinda, now, what does that mean? Yeah. Just kind of throw them on there. I yeah. just. You're haphazard with it. No, mm-hmm. It's good. Haphazard. There's no. a great word. No, exactly. nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Happy holidays. Get in the spirit. Ho, ho, ho. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. One of my favorite holidays. Wait, this from the man who never has once gone with his wife to get the tree or put one decoration on one limb. Yeah, oh, as my wife says, uh, yeah, there's Jim Phillips. Merry effing Christmas. Yeah, you know, thanks just, so much. Ho, I'm, ho, not ho. A big, uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of Christmas, not because of religious feelings, but because I think it just uh, it's over-commercialized. And stuff, yeah. and, I mean, oh. my God, you got advertisements for starting a Labor Day now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big true. fan of it. Mm-hmm. I get in the spirit about two days before Christmas, and well, then, then I'm over it. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, if you come to the fundraiser, you'll be in, in the holiday spirit. I guarantee you, you will. I'm going to bring you one of those instant pots that you can give away as a prize. I'm telling you, use it use it today to make Indian buttered chicken. It's restaurant quality. Mm-hmm. It's the best. If you don't like Indian food, I'm not sure it makes anything good. But that, if you like Indian, you're, you're in business. No, it's absolutely correct. If you love Indian food. But if you don't know how to cook Indian food, you nah. will after using this. Oh, I might get another one as a prize and one for you, oh, Pat Clark. I'll take it. I All think right. he's got stock. Let's get in this himself. underway. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where do we want to start with this? Uh, I guess we can talk about um, UCF football. And there's talk they're going to make. Wait, there's talk what? that UCF may be able to make the playoffs this year. What? Who's talking about that? Who's making that talk? Nobody. Nobody's no. talking about that. Come on, Pinkman. Pinkman. How dare you? Nice going, dummy. Pinky. A, uh, what are you oh thinking? Well, clearly you guys. Don't have the same sports wire that I. Yeah, you I and David, not. you and David Whitley over at the oh, Sentinel yeah, or Bianchi, they've got this this pipe dream that it was Whitley. Was it Whitley? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm-mm. Well, those are good guys, but it's not going to happen. No. They know it. We all know it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't that doesn't mean their season has been any less exciting or successful, right? No, they've been no phenomenal. Been, cheers, three cheers, big cheers for UCF. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They, they play at Temple tomorrow. Jack and I were just talking off air, and you know, he's he said he was a little worried about it being a, a trap game. I think they'll win. Uh, uh, they're fourteen point favorites. Um, but I told Jack, and I'll tell you, I, I, I'm concerned, and I think UCF is as well about USF coming yeah. uh, to Spectrum Stadium the day after Thanksgiving for that three thirty game on national TV. Did they win the other night? USF? Yeah, I watched a little bit of the game and then something else. They They did win? They did. They did. They played Tulsa last night, and it was very much an uninspired effort. That's that's what concerns me. Um, And then if if UCF happens to get past USF, then they still have one more game that they would have to play, James, and that would be the 
conference championship game also here in Orlando and likely against Memphis, a team that all, that UCF defeated earlier in the season. But Memphis is a lot different team now than they were then. They're, yeah. They've gotten very, very good. So there's much to be concerned about, uh, but there's also much to celebrate. This has been just a real breakout season for Scott Frost and yeah, good for and them. Players don't want to expect this to happen this year. Some were looking at next year to maybe enjoy more than a modicum of success. I don't think anyone expected an unbeaten season, you know, nine games in. This is really terrific. Well, they should enjoy this season and next because uh, Scott Frost is gone. All after right. Next season. Now, no, I mean, it's just that. I mean, You're it's so just, negative. I'm not negative. You I'm are. just trying to be a realist. And I think they're going to come calling. And uh, I said before, Patrick and I have talked about this before. There's money, certainly, but there's ego involved as well. And, uh, you know, you, you mm. can't take away from UCF's success. But when you start talking about these other big-name marquee schools, so to speak, you know, that has a big impact on coaches. I think it does. Maybe maybe, well, maybe it, it does. doesn't anymore. No, and you're right. Ego, I think, is, is a big deal. Um, but I also, and we've talked about this, I also believe that Scott Frost really wanted to build something here. I don't, I don't think he is of the mindset that, you know, he wants to come in and maybe have one great season and then get the hell out. Yeah. I don't think he's wired that way. Uh, and if you listen to him speak in his press conferences, he, he is at least talking like he plans to be here, yeah, talking maybe. about making the facilities even better and how it's going to be great and how the recruiting gets better and, you know, how success breeds interest. I think it would be much easier for him to stay uh, maybe past next season if we could just fill the seats in Mm-mm. the stadium. Not going to happen. Um, it's not that it's type of school. Well, not that type of, it's just not that type of school. Not yet, at least. You need more, more dormitories on the campus. Um, it's just, I, I just don't see it. I've never, it's better than it's been. But I never, I don't think the town feels that way about the about the university. I don't know whether it's because of the location. Now, granted, there's a lot more development around the university than there was, you know, just several years ago. So maybe that's coming into play now. More apartments, students are closer to the university. It's not so much a commuter school, maybe, but they can't fill that stadium. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you, James. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't make it an excuse for all of these people who, who choose to stay away. They're missing something really good. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's also true that, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you wanted to see a ball game, chances are you had to go to it. Um, yeah. There is such a confluence of college football on TV now, most games are on TV. Mm-hmm. And if they're not on one of the network TV stations, then they're on ESPN3. You can sit in your computer and, and watch most of these football games. So I'm not saying that we're lazy, but some of us may be lazy. And it's just easier to, to, to stay at home and watch them. It sure is. And now I'm trying, now I'm, I'm trying to make excuses. Um, no, I, I understand I'm, I'm, that. I mean, I mean, whether you, I really believe that Scott's going to, I really believe that he's going to stay at least one more year. I believe UCF is going to be even better next year than they are this year. And uh, it'll be fun to watch. But it, he's not going to stay here forever. I don't no. think anyone believes that, that that's that's going to be the case. Right, let me move Eventually, on. Someone someone is going to catch his ear and catch his eye, yep. and it may not be about the money, um, but that'll be part of it. Let me talk to you. Talk to you about uh, Chip Kelly. I guess he what he's uh, now the number one prospect to have the University of Florida football uh, football program. Is this good, that way? Yeah. Is this uh, good? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know oh, anything I about Chip Kelly. I don't know anything about Dan Mullen. I don't know anything about these guys. It just seems to be these guys that are always kicking around, you know. I know about Chip Kelly was at, uh, what, Oregon for 
number of years and did very well there. NFL back and forth and in and out. And I don't know. Well, I'll just throw some numbers at sure. you. Okay. I mean, he, he he was at Oregon for four years and he was forty six and seven. Well, he was okay. thirty three and three uh, in the conference in the Pac twelve. Uh, won a dozen games in each of his final three years. He he took his team to a BCS game all four seasons. Played in a national championship game. The guy is known for his offensive intrigue and what he can bring to a football field, and that is, of course, exactly what Florida needs, and he's available. Um, and I believe that if he winds up being the guy that the Gators hire, there's going to be an immediate positive mm-hmm. impact on recruiting for that school. Um, it's amazing how Jim McElwain uh, was able to recruit some of these wonderful high school players to come and play without really showing much except a couple of back-to-back SEC East titles, that's misleading because the East is the much weaker of the two divisions. So uh, I think the people who, who really know college football and Gator fans, if they hear Chip Kelly and that this might happen, they're giddy because uh, now he may not be, have the greatest uh, amount of charisma in the world, but at the end of the day, does that really matter, James, if you're winning football games? I suppose not. But I will make a prediction. <laughs> I'm good. I will make a prediction that the Florida-Florida State game, Thanksgiving weekend, will be one of the greatest collegiate football games this season. And the reason for I'll give you my reason for this. They have nothing to lose. It's just go for broke. You know what I'm saying? It's just they'd throw the ball wherever you want. Just throw it as far as you can. It doesn't make any difference now. There's nothing to win. Either side. There's no SEC championship. Both sides. It's just they right. both have dismal, dismal, awful football seasons so far. And it's just going to be, guys, just go out there. Have as much fun as you can. You know, just you know, razzle-dazzle them. Do whatever you want. And I, I'm making that prediction right now. Either that is going to be the most boring game of the football season. Mm-hmm. Isn't it tragic, though, that we're talking about a game that's going to, I think it's going to be a noon kickoff, right? Mm-hmm. On the Saturday after Thanksgiving. This always used to carry so much yeah. so much weight. There were, there were national championship implications on the line for so many of the years when Spurrier and Bowden were coaching and Urban Meyer. And it just, it's really sad as, as, a, as a guy who doesn't, I'm not invested in either one of those programs. I didn't go to Florida State, didn't go to Florida. Not necessarily a fan of either, but I sure did love that game every year. Yeah, I loved to watch Florida State and Florida line up, and it was so many times they were just classic yeah. football yeah. matchups. But now they've been reduced to what you just said, James. I mean, Mediocre. This at year, best. this matchup, it's, let's hope for the sake of the series that it is an absolute anomaly mm. and it'll never happen again. But maybe you're right. Just get out there and sling it and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> why not? So what do you got to lose, guys? I mean, this season is coming to an end. You know, we we got a stink. You know, let's just be stinky honest. Team. We got a stinky you know, team. We're well, playing another stay. stinky team. So just go out there and try to, Let you know, run. just like you're playing sandlot football. Just go out there well, and have remember, a good time. Remember, James, there is there is impetus for each one of these teams to win the football game. I mean, just because their season effectively is lost and mm. you know they they didn't have they weren't in the rankings most of the year. I mean, they, they still have something to play for. Florida State had to add that game against Louisiana Monroe, which is going to be played on December 2nd. And they really didn't add it. They just put it at a new date. It was originally canceled because of the hurricane. 
no one ever thought they would need to make it up in order to become bowl eligible. That's why they put it back on the schedule. Because if they win the rest of their games without that game, then technically they're not bowl eligible. Right. So Florida now, <laughs> which will not be going to a bowl game, the Gators now can play spoiler. Yeah. If they can beat Florida State, they can prevent the Seminoles from going to a bowl game in all likelihood. So we've got a storyline. It's not very compelling. <laughs> yes. But, no. But, but at least it's it's a storyline for Saturday. All right. Magic. Or, yeah. Orlando Magic now 8-7, and seven, three consecutive losses. and uh, didn't take them long to fizzle, did it? Yeah, it's a long, long oh, season. Fizzling. No, it's a long Florida. season. Yeah. It's a long season. All right, yeah, fine. Exactly. I've lost my gusto for them already. Hey, can you tell me, <sighs> what, what, what is this, make it a short, you know, it's a short, oh. you have to have it, do it in short form. What is the what is the problem between Roger Goodell and Jerry Jones? What's this all about? And who's the bad guy here? Or is everybody a bad guy? Well, Roger Goodell called uh, Jerry Jones and said, after after he had led Jerry Jones to believe that Zeke would not be suspended, called him and said, sorry, i got to suspend your guy. Yeah. And it infuriated Jerry Jones. So he told the commissioner, I'm going to come after you with everything I have. <laughs> and that is exactly what he's trying to do. Really? We've got a real civil war brewing here. Um, and this is going to be a really interesting story. Donors meet in Irving, Texas sometime soon. Jack, I'm not sure when it is, but it's sometime soon. Uh, this is all going to come to a head. The NFL is original. And by the way, Jones originally was part of a unanimous vote by the NFL owners yeah. to offer Roger Goodell a contract extension for five years. And now, of course, he's backed off on that because of Zeke. So um, you've got something really interesting brewing here. And what was it? it was it, or the alleged that Jerry Jones released what Goodell wanted for a contract extension? Is that right? Or what, what it was like, $45 million a year and, and lifetime use of a jet plane and and uh, health, health coverage for himself and his family for the rest of their lives. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, the revenues. Like Moira's contract. The NFL have gone, have gone up from like $6 billion a year to $15 billion a year yeah. on, um, on Goodell's watch. So he's done something right for the league. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the bottom line is what so many people look. Jerry Jones is making this personal now. This is all personal. This isn't about what Goodell has done for the NFL, although uh, a lot of the owners are concerned about the dwindling NFL TV ratings. But still, if you're still making money like that, come on, James. I was a big Cowboys fan until he came along. Hmm. I, and, and you were a Cowboys fan? Because, I was, yeah. Uh, when Roger Staubach was the quarterback, yeah, I was a Cowboys fan. And Jerry Jones comes along, and then all of a sudden you de- see him down on the sidelines strutting around in his top coat, <laughs> you know, his cowboy boots. And you I'm going, like what that? the hell are you doing no, down there? Get the hell back in your booth where you belong. You're, you know, what are you doing? You're, mm. All he does is he would go down there and intimidate everybody. And, you know, that never works. Hey, uh, Texter right. wants to know. Uh, bring up University of Miami. Yeah, they they opened point. up a can oh. of whoop ass on Notre Dame they this did. week. They are what? Them. Yeah, a, a top team and the top team in the state. Do you, th- Pat? Do you think they get the coverage in this area that they deserve? No, no. That's what I said. No, there you no. Go. But Miami. We, we mentioned them now, so Hurricane. we can we can say good. Check that off the list. Yeah, let's see. No, I've gotten I've gotten uh, emails from from fans too, and they're not angry; they're just curious as to yeah. why we don't 
it's just kind of the way we've always been. It's no knock at all on the hurricanes. It's just that ever since I've been here, and this is uh, since 86, it's just Miami is, is it's there, but it's not there. Well, I would say we give the Miami Hurricanes about the same amount of coverage as we give USF. We don't talk much about USF up here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just Channel 2. I think it's all of the TV stations and, frankly, even the Orlando Sentinel. It's just not our area team. No, it's uh, like a different part of the country. Well, we cover the Dolphins, though. We cover the Jaguars. We cover the Bucks. I mean, we go out of town to cover NFL. Why do we not do it for the... Well, in Miami's case, I think it's a line that runs just south of Lake Okeechobee and anything south of that. (laughs) We might as well be talking about South America. I guess. Yeah, we have two, South America. Well, I don't. I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion. I just think it's it's mm. it's it's so Miami is so different from the rest of the state. We consider it to be, you know, foreign country. Yeah, exactly. All it's right. just not really part of Florida. Well, we know. Having said all that, though, the, the hurricanes are real, really now commanding our attention. Yeah. I mean, the way they dismantled Notre Dame was nothing if not impressive. A clobber kicked a snot out of him. Oh, I love that expression. Yeah, that's yeah. I ripped it off from Pat Clay. I know you did. <laughs> all right, Patrick, we're going to leave it there. I hope you have a great weekend, will you, buddy? I'm going to get one of those Thanks, instant... We'll talk to you next week, so happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, same oh, to you. Right. Okay, we'll be in contact. I'm going to get you one of those instant pots ready, uh, so you better like Indian food, because that's what you're going to have to cook with it. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, buddy. Wait, have a great weekend. Okay. And a great too. Thanksgiving, too. Okay, Pat Clark handles sports over at Channel 2, WESH, Channel 2 in Orlando. Your chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.